0: Welcome to Dustris. Keep your dots rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Welcome
1: to Dustris, a high fantasy, high magic homebrew world in the Pathfinder system with custom magic rules. This and Eldred Stream Games production is made possible by our patrons, Tim Demuse, Wesley Sullivan, Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Geely, Eric S. Pat, and Robin Mims. We encourage you to stick around after this story to hear about the great projects these people are working on. But for now, let's get to today's episode.
2: Hi there, everyone. We're having a giveaway in which you can win two sets of dice, a Dustress podcast pin, and a Brigard pin. You can get two entries by listening to this episode and telling us who makes the mysterious scorched grass. Remember to message this either to the Dustress Twitter, the Elder Stream Twitter, myself or Tracy, aka the Hive Queen, directly. Saying the answer in a public forum will disqualify you from the giveaway. But for more information on how to get entries in the giveaway, please visit our Twitter, at Dustress Podcast, and join our Discord, linked in the description below.
1: All right, so Travis will take you out. Y'all will nice. probably be out a few hours in the night. Y'all may, may decide it's even better to just camp than to come back, try to get all the way back to town to sleep. But uh, roll me a survival to see how well y'all do at hunting.
0: Uh, 16, 23 total. All right, so
1: yeah, uh, by the time y'all start back the next morning, having just decided to camp, uh, you're gonna haul back three small hogs with you. Nice. You were you very impressed with this bow. So, Russell. Yes. What you doing while Brigard's out hunting and Rick's just making shit appear out of thin air? Keep an eye on that
3: process for a moment, but eventually I'm going to stop and look over towards Kat and be like, Well, I'll be honest. I am at a loss. And normally when I'm at a loss, I offer to buy the pretty lady a drink, but all the drinks are free. And that's just confusing me even more, because now I don't know where the drinks are coming from, and then that worries me. So... In order to get off of, out of that tangent
1: completely, would you like to go for a walk? Sure. Um, if you don't mind, let's walk past my house at least. So I can put the baby here away. Sure thing. <laughs> uh, I really wish we had like a video stream so that they could see the chat that goes on.
0: You know, I just I just don't want to break the scene or uh, break it up. Well, I mean, too much. I mean, for us that aren't in the scene, I, I do want to have A little bit of color commentary, but it's, it's just funny to me that once of all the things in this world, uh, Brigard is uh, there are things that Briggard can't wrap his mind around. This is the one that Russell just stumps him, <laughs> and I love it.
1: All the gifts, y'all find.
0: <laughs> I couldn't find one of George McFly, uh, freaking out. That's the best.
2: You got you found one of Marty McFly fingering a guitar,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: No, sweetie, he's hammering that guitar.
0: <laughs> Russell's fingering a guitar. That's what
1: you've been
3: doing wrong all these years.
1: <laughs> I will show you the difference between hammering and fingering at some point, but not right now. <laughs> nice. <What's up? laughs>
0: That's an audio clip. <laughs>
1: However, based on this dice row, Russell, <laughs> when uh, you get to Cat's house, and she she she'll uh, invite you in, and she is definitely going to show you some hammering and fingering tonight. We pull out the bingo card. So Rick, yeah, you are sitting in the bar, breaking twigs, twigs and uh, pebbles and shit. Yep. Your friends have each disappeared.
2: After I realize they're probably not coming back, I'll probably scoop up the shit that I've made uh, so far and start carting off back to my fucking basement.
1: Okay. On your walk home, make me a perception check.
2: That's going to be an 11.
1: Oh, honey. I don't even have to roll against that. No. Okay. (laughs) I rolled (laughs) mad. Yeah, you did. So you head home and you're working on the stuff until bedtime.
2: Uh, it probably won't even take much longer. Like, it, it takes me less than a minute to do each item.
1: I bet. And, and there's the, the bingo card. <laughs> a, a little word of advice I will give you, being that I played Thana now, I would say uh, don't even go for the succubus one until last. Right. You might not survive it. Fair enough.
0: Unless Brigard's rubbing your shoulders the entire time. That won't help with <laughs>
1: negative levels.
0: Oh, no, Ooh. I guess not. No, that's right. Death Ward will.
1: There you go. De- I Is mean... that a me- <laughs> fair.
2: A, a summoned succubus would not necessarily do that to the person. Oh, gosh.
1: So you're going to teach uh, Russell how to summon a succubus? That That sounds like a great idea.
2: I don't, I don't know, it, it, I don't know if psychics get summon monster,
0: but I think probably you probably. I can like. cast death ward. Just throwing it so out y'all have
1: there. A game plan now. Y'all are gonna summon a succubus, death ward him, just so he can get a bingo card.
0: It's a team effort. <laughs> How much XP does that get us?
1: <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, if y'all, if y'all are able to pull <laughs> that off, if y'all can find a way to make that work, I will let y'all have a level for it.
3: First of all, and I'm going to make this harder because I'm sorry. Russell has some kind of ethics. Summoning doesn't count. Do you have control over that creature? And control does not. Brian stepping out of character. Oh no no, this would be Russell. Control is not consent. Ergo, summoning does not count.
2: <laughs> uh, what well, what about planar ally? Yeah, you have to deal with them. Like you have to you have to make them agree. <laughs>
1: Y'all are horrible. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> hey. <I'm... laughs>
2: well, I mean, I just lit a
1: match to the no. brush yeah, pile. No, no, no. It's it's funny because Sean's <laughs> sitting over there, going, "Let me figure out a made way made way to make this work because I want that level." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's also funny.
1: I just love that there's all these specific things on his list, like the succubus and the elemental races and the dwarf, and then there's one that's just something furry.
2: <laughs> don't forget the vampire and the dragon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but those are still really specific.
2: What if it's a vampire dragon?
3: See, I don't... I don't know. I have a precedent. I guess dual spaces do count.
2: But yeah, I guess if you get a, a vampire, any of the other things. Or what if it's a vampire, princess, something furry oh wait what if it's a princess that is a draco werepyre that used to be an ifrit
0: gonna cast death war is what i'm gonna do
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh shit. So, you went back to the house to finish up your work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Russell is uh at Cat's house doing his own kind of work. Uh, Briggard hey, went out hog hunting. This
3: hedonism this ad is a is a thing I have to manage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which uh Briggard Darling, (laughs) Uh, you would figure out real quick, Travis does something uh, a bit unusual, Uh, something that you may have heard of in the lore of your people, but you've probably never actually experienced having been from a world without magic. Mm -hmm. In that when he sends his hawk out, which his hawk's name is Oswald, by the way. When he sends Oswald out, he can basically close down his senses and perceive things through Oswald.
0: Oh, writing a quick note here. Do you mean to play this out?
1: Uh, You can if you want to. I just figured, if nothing else, it is something you would notice.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Travis, when you send out Oswald, you seem to lose yourself in the moment. Is that. Are you are you perceiving the world through your companion's eyes?
1: Yes. Uh Oswald has been mine since well since he was a hatchling. Um so we're extremely close. And when uh I dedicated myself to a hunter god, one of the one of the things I can do is you perceive through him.
0: I've heard of this devoting yourself to a specific deity. I considered it for a time, but I was told that I would lose much of the versatility that I have.
1: Oh, that is true.
0: But unlocking abilities such as this, do you feel now that it's it was worth it?
1: Um, I think it really depends person to person. For me, it was. Um, the world I come from I uh, I was a huntsman for a King that that was my job that's all I did it's all I ever knew Uh, when I came here I had no desire to go out and do a lot of world traveling adventuring whatever you want to call it so I basically set myself up as a huntsman in this area and uh, all of my powers are very specific to animals so they help they help with my job so for me it was a good choice
0: so your entire life is devoted to duty
1: yes yes always always has been uh my family has always worked for the uh royal family in our in our back in our world So I guess we were kind of raised with it.
0: When I was brought to this world, I came from a world of uh, gathering and being a huntsman as well. And that was all I knew, um, the hunt, Uh, leave the village, go out, gather the bounty, bring it back for the others to survive. I was looked up to by many and uh, envied by the, the children. But when I got to Dustris, I had the opportunity to, discovered all of these abilities and I saw my entire world just open to possibilities I could never have imagined. I don't know oh. if I have it in me to go back to just one way of life and coming from such a life, I'm going to say I, I have great respect for your level of commitment
1: was certainly not something i would I would do lightly i I was here like three and a half years before I decided to go this route
0: so you did explore your abilities and found your true calling back where you came from
1: yeah um it's I guess I'm just not the adventuring sort so being settled, having a set of lands to patrol, to hunt, to safeguard—that's that's just who I am.
0: Perhaps sometime I could hear of your travels in those three formative years before you chose this n- new way of life. Did you did you see much in that time?
1: Uh, not really. Darlene and I came over here with uh, Karina when she decided to, to come out and become a pirate. Uh, sailed around with her some, but that it just wasn't my thing. Uh, guess I don't have sea legs. So uh, it,
0: it was an adjustment period for me as well, but I did learn much from Remora on my time aboard uh, Karina's vessel. And I continued to learn more and more I I will I will keep you in mind as I go about my journeys and see if this traveling life is for me. I was just gifted a far bigger home than I could ever fully, uh, a larger home than I could ever have imagined back where I'm from. But this is a new world, and perhaps it is time for a new Brigord.
1: Well, I will tell you this much. If you ever start, Considering the commitment, research the gods well. Because who you choose to commit to makes a huge difference in what you can and cannot do.
0: Just out of curiosity, what hunter god do you serve? Cetaphys. And they have served you well, and you have served them well over these last few years
1: oh yeah um Ketaphis is a hunter Uh, that's I mean if I was gonna be a god that's probably who I'd be so
0: what symbol does Ketaphis I I did some study of deities in my time at Fort Feshna right we studied at the fort Yes. yes um And in that time I studied up on a few deities and learned that other cultures from other worlds and other races, their gods often and deities often had symbols of power, of a token of their divinity. What symbol did Cetaphis have?
1: Uh, It's a hawk with a moon and sun.
0: I suppose I should have guessed that it was a hawk in some manner. In this new home that I've had, I've taken back up a hobby of mine from my time before. I would like to create a woodwork carving of this symbol. Do you happen to have an example of it that I could see? Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, He'll dig around in his bag and pull out a a real simple, basic wooden holy symbol um, and hand it to you. And he'll say, like, this this is what... I carry uh, you could find more detailed versions in holy text and such, but
0: and uh Brigger's gonna examine it and rub it and run his fingers along the uh the uh, the woodwork and um hand it back i've I very much appreciate you taking this time to educate me on your life your your way of living is very familiar to me. And I could see myself doing that again, but for now, having only arrived here a short time, I'd like to see what other ways of life can open up to me.
1: A lot of choices, like being brought here for a lot of people, like Darlena, that i think it's the best thing that's ever happened it's a fresh start it's a chance to remake yourself
0: just writing a couple notes here okay all right um i I gave the the symbol back and um hoisted my pack um, I guess we weren't really, we were kind of camping, I guess. Um, and uh, I guess I'll just lay out, it's still nighttime, I'll just gaze up at the stars and um, ponder all the different gods and what they offer and what Brigord can offer a god and what avenues of life uh, lay ahead of him.
1: Brigord should make an intelligence check, too.
0: Oh, yay, cool, flat rolls. That's an eight, on brand.
1: Okay, so Brigard's too busy being uh, baffled by the gods to to consider other things. So is anybody else doing anything in particular before the night ends? Trying to think of a witty response, but no.
3: as far <laughs> as as far as like statistic objectives,
1: no. Mr. Sean.
2: Oh, I was muted. No. You
1: were muted. <laughs> Alrighty. So, the next morning would come around. Brigard, you and Travis would be up a little early to make your way back into town because you do have an appointment to keep. Well, yep.
2: Okay, I'll toss armor at him and daggers.
1: Hell yeah. So, y'all would all meet up at the tavern for your breakfast. Darlena would be there when y'all got there.
2: It would be obvious that uh Rick is now decked out in much newer shit as well.
3: Yes, uh guess we're all ready to go and start shit.
2: Or the house Brigard out.
1: Brigard would come in uh, uh I'd say probably about twenty minutes after y'all, having slept outside of town at a campsite. And he he and Travis are dragging three hogs with them.
2: Hey, triple bacon.
1: Which, like, Ivari will immediately start fussing about, don't drag them through here and get blood all over the place. Take them around back. And roll 2d6.
0: Behind the three hogs goes uh, several tavern cats following behind.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> all, all, all the feral cats from town are now best friends with you. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Travis would show you a place behind the tavern where he typically takes the meat and hangs it. Um, he usually, of course, skins it and dresses it and all that kind of stuff. Because uh, this is the reason Alvari can feed everybody for free all the time, is his hunting. Or know where he's going and getting the wild beer barrel. <laughs> <laughs> you you have asked where. Well, no, I think you did ask him. I I asked several
3: (laughs) times where all this reboot
1: was coming. No, I I think in one of the episodes, uh, though, you found out that uh, Karina supplies some of it and then they make some of it here. (laughs) Why is that bacon wearing a bikini?
0: Because it's hot. Oh, gosh.
1: (laughs)
3: <laughs> You'd think when you drop a Hello Hungry I'm Dad type joke You're gonna make the worst dad joke of the episode <laughs> Don's like here have a
0: bikini <laughs> Here old Russell's gun <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, Rick will toss new armor uh, And some nice uh, fancy arrows at him
0: uh, and in this, uh, interstitial postscript, uh, that Tracy was talking about, do you want to list the, uh, en- enhancements to each of these, or do you kind of want to just maybe as we use them or, you know, as we get into battle, we can start saying, oh, Hey, he says,
1: this is all the stuff he made with you last time and put in a chat for you to copy down.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I meant for the listeners. Like, do you want to um, go, do you want to, uh, walk that through? Oh, yeah.
1: he, he can go over all that in his okay. list of, this is what Rick did cool rick will be handing out equipment okay well everybody is having their breakfast
0: yep breakfast uh, and uh suiting up montage
1: yeah
2: <laughs> i've already gone ahead and preloaded my shit with spells i uh, i assume y'all can as well
1: yep if you want anything preloaded in case you run into something you can do that but yes, after y'all eat, y'all will set out towards this well. Are y'all going okay. to go on foot? Or are you going to go to the stable and get horses? What are you going to do? Oh, uh, it was one hex away, so...
3: That's half a day by foot, correct?
0: Yep, yeah, but uh, if things go uh, a certain way, we could have about a dozen and a half... Uh, <laughs> people walking behind us. I think the horses at least as a cavalry protectorate um, would go. would be a good idea. That's Don. That wasn't Brigret at all. <laughs> I, don't, I said protectorate. I think horses would be good, yeah.
1: Okay, so y'all are going to go to the stables. And y'all have talked to Bara before when y'all first came into town. Uh, she is the Undine woman if you will remember. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, she can supply y'all with horses without any problem. But I would like all of you to make perception checks, please.
2: Not one, seven. Say, say 23.
0: Nice.
1: All right. So uh, everybody except Rick, We'll notice there's a, a raven. It seems to kind of be following along. It seems to be watching Rick.
3: Hey, uh, kid. You uh, make any new friends recently? And then I am point the bird towards him or point him towards the bird.
2: Rick narrows his eyes. No. Why?
3: Cause uh looks like our fine feathered friend over there has eyes for you and you alone.
2: Hmm. Or how far away is it?
1: Um, it's probably only about fifteen feet from you. Sitting over on like a fence post looking at you. Hey
2: Brickard, can you heal me up in a minute?
0: Uh, yep. Uh, Briggard will sidle up on the horse and uh, reach over and do a give him a one hand.
1: Well, you're not on the horse yet, y'all are just at the stable. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, yep. Uh,
2: think thinking back to gonna the reach
3: around and give him a handy. What pre-
2: <laughs> previous night's conversation, uh, and how fucking hard this raven is staring at him. Uh, He's going to cast true form. Okay. Will he needs to make a will save? The Raven does.
1: All righty. Uh, the Raven rolled a 17.
2: Damn. Like total?
1: Yeah. The Raven doesn't get new pluses.
2: Oh, that's a fail. Aha. Okay. So it doesn't change shape? No. Okay. Oh fucking mm. okay. Not what I thought. <clears throat> he will uh a four minute back row.
0: <laughs> will oblige.
1: You just you you wanna just ride double so you can massage Rick the whole way? <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that's a spare horse we can have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you cast the spell and nothing happens. And with this raving's just still sitting there kind of looking at you.
2: Brigard. Rick. Can you talk to animals?
0: I can. See what the hell
2: is up with that bird.
0: Okay. And I will... Brigard will cast Speak with Animals.
1: All right. So what does Brigard say to this bird?
0: My feathered friend, come down. We wish to speak with you.
1: So this bird will actually flap over and... Probably like land on the saddle of one of the horses that y'all are handling.
0: And it's still just watching Rick. Do you have a message for my friend Rick here?
1: Um, the bird will kind of look over at you and look back at Rick and, uh, say no, no message.
0: Do you have business with my friend? Watch. Watch. Rick, he says watch. Do you... Why
2: is he watching me?
0: Why are you watching my friend Rick?
1: Master says watch.
0: What master do you serve?
1: And... uh, the bird will kind of, it, he'll take flight. He's staying kind of low to the ground, flying rather slow. But he'll uh, he'll fly right over and land on Mal's anvil.
0: Uh, Rick, I, I think we should follow the bird.
2: Rick will head off towards the blacksmith.
1: <laughs> like, Mal's just standing there. He's, he's over at his place, but he's just standing there. He watches the bird fly over, watches y'all walk up, and he's just, like, standing there. He don't give a shit.
2: Why is your bird following me, Mal?
1: Keep an eye on you.
2: Keep an eye on me, huh? Does that mean you like me or something?
1: Yeah, you're breaking my heart, babe. What? I said, yeah, you're breaking my heart, babe. (laughs) No, he's watching you because you're smart. Smart people are dangerous people.
2: Well, then I guess... I'm honored enough to have your concern.
1: It's my job to keep this town safe.
2: So is mine.
1: Well, if we're truly on the same side, we've got no worries, do we?
0: The only worry we have, Mal, is if this bird is following us and it gives and it's noticed by the people we are trying to save these children from, it could undo any sort of uh, advantage we have in our hunt. The
1: slavers aren't here right now. You get that, right?
0: I do, but what to say? There are there aren't other ravens following, your raven, following us. Wow. Russell and I will that's, keep a close watch on that's Rick. That's some
1: conspiracy.
0: I think Rick is rubbing off on me. Too many back rubs.
1: <laughs> uh huh. So ravens are following. Ravens are following. Ravens are following Rick
0: counting this out in my fingers.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to make that a song. Hmm. So where are these other ravens?
0: Rick, do you want to help me convince Mal that you don't need extra surveillance? Uh,
2: let's just go. He's not going to pull off his bird off of us anyway.
0: Uh, and Brigger's going to whisper, Did I say I'm that right
1: wrong? if you said
3: please. Eh. People always send someone to watch the new guys the first time they go to work. It's fairly standard business. Raven a lot less conspicuous than someone who's a horse. He doesn't trust us yet. Right not to, I imagine. Bird wants to serve. He wants to send the bird to watch us. Let the bird watch us.
2: Except that's not what he said it was for. And Rick will start walking away.
3: Said it was there to watch us
0: Ruger's at a loss he thought he was uh, really smart for uh, <laughs> <laughs> wanting to uh, give us a little edge in our uh, quest but so he's just going to look at uh, Rick walking away and look at Russell and look at Mal and look at the bird and just head just swiveling like a bird don't know what to do next
1: so, like, y'all y'all start on head out of town. When, once you are out of pretty good earshot, uh, the raven does not follow you, by the way, but once you're out of pretty good earshot, Darlena will turn around and look at you and go, well, either he thinks you're smart enough to challenge him, or he likes your ass. I don't know which.
0: Uh, I'd like to sense mode of that. I think she does know which is which.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh! Not 20. I got one. Uh, 23.
1: Oh, yeah, she's completely being a smartass. She knows that Mal's watching me because Mal thinks this kid could be problems for him.
0: I was hoping it was the other way, but okay. Well, he was looking at me
2: pretty hard for how much sitting I was doing last night. (laughs) Sitting while you were magically producing...
3: Incredible equipment out of thin air at the bar?
2: Based off what we know, something tells me that's not impressive to him. I think he was looking at the guns. Oh
1: hell? Okay, look here, darling. In this town, Dravik's officially in charge, right? Yeah. But Mal's the smartest man here. He runs everything. He runs everybody. By making them think what they're doing is what they want to do. No magic involved. He's just charming. He doesn't like people who are intelligent enough not to be manipulated by that. Unless he thinks they can be of use to him.
2: Here I thought we were going to be fast friends.
1: Oh, you could be. You could be. If you're interested in playing the same games he plays. I'm kind of not one of his favorite people.
0: Did something happen to cause this rift between the two of you that we could Oh, it's not a
1: rift, honey. But he goes, come on, sweetheart, I want you to do this. And I go, fuck off. And he doesn't like that.
2: (laughs) Rick laughs a little bit, but then he kind of just gets quiet and starts thinking.
0: That's scary. Now Brigger's suspicious.
3: You can't be so (laughs) stupid to let the smart people think you're smart.
0: Yes, I'm playing the longest game of all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mal can either be your best friend or your worst enemy. It all just depends whether what you want aligns with what he wants. He didn't necessarily want somebody to challenge him for the role of smartest man in existence, at least as far as he's concerned.
2: We'll have to see about that.
1: So y'all will ride on for a while. You will eventually come to this well. The area out of town, up out to where this well, it's all pretty, pretty plainsy. Um, it's not flat. It, it has some rolling hills to it kind of uh, but like it's a little hilly, but it it's still just like grasslands. you know what I'm talking about. And sure enough, y'all y'all spot it's it's not a well in the type of, oh it's got the little roof thingy over it and stuff. It's just uh, maybe about three feet tall of of stone circle. Jutting up out of the ground, and if you look down, that it is a well.
0: It's a three-foot high wall. Uh, what's the diameter of the well?
1: Uh, it's it's about six feet across. It's it's a fairly good-sized well. Which, if y'all want to do perception checks or you know investigate it and whatnot,
0: yeah, survival for foot uh, footprints or footsteps and all that.
1: Okay i'll
3: aid
0: yeah it's the same bonus so it's oh i needed it uh did you aid (laughs) yes okay uh 17.
1: so there are some uh footsteps around here a couple of them closer to the well you could tell they they are rather dainty uh slippered footprints these are definitely footprints of Young ladies would would be your guess. There's no like heavy work boots. Uh nothing to suggest anybody of, of real great strat stature or build or anything of that nature.
0: Okay.
2: Uh Rick's gonna check the well itself, seeing if there's any oddity about its structure or construction. Okay. And uh he's gonna detect magic as well, because Alright. Why not? We're looking at a mystery. Magic makes mystery.
1: All right. So, uh it's you want to do a perception for the mundane information you're trying to
2: Uh yeah. Uh that's going to be 24.
1: Okay. So, yeah, this this well has probably been here for a long time, just looking at the weathering of the stones and stuff that it's made out of. But uh when you detect magic, there there is magic on it. Um, if you stand there and study it for a while, okay. Um, basically, it has a spell, maybe an intelligence check.
2: Better you than me. <laughs> I rolled very poorly. <laughs> Six,
1: <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, you're not quite sure what's going on here. This is not like a spell that you're familiar with. You do know that, that, of course, that people can make their own spells, so you, you're kind of figuring that's what happened here, but you're not sure what kind of spell necessarily it is. Could,
2: could I use my spellcraft instead and get a
0: 12?
1: You can use your spellcraft if you want to, but make a separate roll for
0: that. Okay. Uh, could Brigor help with that, or uh, aid?
1: Uh, do you have Detect Magic?
0: Uh, well, don't do do don't Divine have... De- yeah, yeah, my Druids yeah. always had Detect Magic, yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. So then, yeah, you can use Detect Magic as well to, to help work this out.
0: Yep, I was going to cast Guidance on his uh, Spellcraft check, and I was going to aid, uh, roll to aid the Spellcraft check. Okay. okay. That's cool, all right. Okay, I definitely aid, uh, so that's a plus two, then another plus one with Guidance, so plus three for me.
2: Natural 20.
1: 33. All right. So nice. what you're able to piece together here is this spell works kind of like an alarm spell. Um, but it's not like for the area. It's towards, it's like on the water surface. So that if something breaks that water surface, some something somewhere knows it.
2: There's an enchantment on the water in the well. Or well, I guess it's on the well itself, but. When the water gets disturbed, it alerts something. I'm not sure what. Hmm. But if they were saying this is a wishing well, they're tossing coins or something in.
3: Let me, uh, let me see if I can't maybe get us a little bit more detail. Not so much what's happening, but, well, what's happening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of walk towards the well and, Kind of carefully place my hand on the, the hilt of one of my new daggers. I'm going to reach forward and just lay my hand on it. And I want to okay. do a uh, psychometry check. All
1: right. So make your roll. Praise.
3: Happens to be a good skill for me. That's an 18 plus my bonus for a 28. And Ooh, if I'm reading nice. the rules right, that's uh beating the save of 15 plus one more additional piece of information. Yeah,
1: all right. Basically, when you do this, you it's like a movie in your head, this vision almost, and you see one of these girls toss a, a coin, or you, you assume it's one of these girls, but you see a young woman kneel down by the well she's put her hands on it almost in the same spot you have and she throws a a copper piece into this well and then she sees this bean in front of her um if you have knowledge planes
0: yes <laughs> no
1: you can make a planes check that's going to be
3: uh, 13 plus...
0: Oh, I guess
1: I could have cast guidance on that for that. Three. That's 19. Okay, so you recognize this being as being a genie. Um. Uh, also commonly known as a djinn, Um. Uh, They are beings that are known for granting wishes.
3: Is that kind of where it stops or?
1: Um, in this particular case, you, you can't really hear what's going on. But, uh, the girl. See, the the genie seems to try to comfort her. Which what you know about them, that is not something that would normally happen. they are they're, you know, but the genie's trying to comfort her uh is almost fatherlike in in how he's treating this young girl. now, if you would like to make an intelligence check, yeah. It's an 18 total. Okay. Uh, You remember seeing this girl in town. This this is someone that you've noticed walking the streets in town. And kind of as he
3: puts that together, Russell's going to pull his hand away from the well and look up and go, Leah... We may be riding in the wrong direction, folks.
2: What do you mean? What do you mean?
3: (laughs) (laughs) There was someone here not a day ago. They threw a coin in the well. We spoke with something that looked a lot like a genie. I I couldn't make out what they were saying, but... It it was trying to comfort her. Console her, I guess. But... But I've seen that girl before, here in in Hilltop, and I don't know her name. So it's it's not one of the girls we brought to Hilltop. And if the girls are disappearing two days after, we're we're going to we need to find this girl. So
1: uh, Darlena would ask you what this girl looks like. Uh, she's a, she's got red hair, pale
3: pale skin she had a cloak on silver gray something like that
1: you're talking about iva
3: that part i believe you for
1: that's kind of a uh a sad story there i'm not sure how they would say it where you're from but uh she's grown but she's not she thinks like a child Fair enough. Her daddy was a tailor here and he passed away last year. She's hmm. been on her own. Um, Ivari sees to it that she has food, that she's given new clothes if hers wear out, things like that. She spends a lot of time over at the schoolhouse because she's more comfortable around the children. It's hard to get her to talk to adults. Fair enough.
3: That might make things interesting, because I suspect she's the only person here who's going to know about this well. Or at least have more information than we have right now.
1: Well, your best bet then is probably going to be to talk to Sam. She's the school teacher? Mm-hmm. She's the one that Ava uh, would probably be most comfortable being around.
3: Fair enough. you am going to look up towards Rick and Brigard. Uh, you guys think of anything else we might need to get out here
0: uh, could I do another survival check for um, any sort of I guess I, I don't know if I even have access to this spell yet but um, actually let me let me just walk this through I'd like to do a survival check for anything that would have left a scent behind uh, scrap of cloth blood anything
1: okay you could make a check sure uh, seventeen. Okay. okay. Uh, you don't find anything as far as like cloth or blood or anything. Um. You do notice uh some like scorch marks. Mm. On some of the grass.
0: I'll investigate the uh, scorch marks. Is it Brigard? Wouldn't really know. Um. Actually, he'll direct uh, Rick and Russell to the to the scorch marks to see if there's any. If it's ...strikes any chords with them.
2: Uh, any kind of check for that?
1: Uh, you can make perception checks on it.
2: Uh,
0: Sixteen. And as Russell's, uh, fumbling for his dice, uh, Brigger's gonna go and show the outline of the scorch pattern, and, uh, that's how he's gonna cast Guidance to give him a plus one. I didn't catch you in time, Sean, sorry.
3: And that'll make, that'll make me a
1: twenty-one, then. So, these scorch marks... They seem like if you kind of flatten the grass out, like push it down, they make handprints.
0: In a like burning hand sort of thing or like a, a super hot hand?
1: Like there are two handprints in the grass. You, I mean, as if they're like whoever put their hands down on the grass and flattened the grass out, but the hands left scorch marks on it.
0: Uh, size of the hands?
1: Um, they are rather small.
0: Five fingers, no webbing?
1: Five fingers, no webbing.
0: Just narrowing it down. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, would a skill help me in identifying Like, what would have burning hands?
1: Well, any mage would <laughs> pretty much do it. I mean, like... Well,
2: yeah, I mean, fair. Like, why though is what I'm thinking like I'm trying to think of things that are like more or less naturally would have such an effect
0: um, thinking of uh, Russell's bingo card um what kind of check would it be to determine if it was an Ifrit or not or an Ifrit or not
1: okay so you are trying to figure out like if there's races that could cause this yeah um, I'll let y'all do locals to see if I can call to mind any races.
0: I don't have that one, so I will cast Guidance on uh, both of you if you have it.
2: Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 23 for me.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, uh, 29 plus Brigard. That's a 30.
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah. Uh, Ifrit would definitely be the first thing that would probably pop to mind, but... There's another race that both of y'all remember being mentioned oftentimes along with the elemental races. Known as a Suli. And Suli's are said to be descended from genies.
3: And we saw a genie in the well. Or, I saw a genie in the well. Doesn't much corroborate my theory. Well... There is one other thing we could do before we try to run back to town. Russell's going to look over towards Darlene and go, it sure would be a, a hell of a waste of your time, Miss, if we got you to come all the way out here without tossing a coin in that thing.
2: Oh, Hold up, before you do that. trigger if you would.
0: Yes. He doesn't even uh, ask anymore. He just w- starts walking over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's going to prepare... Multiple uses of or actually, he's just gonna make one invisibility sphere, um, one each of see invisibility and four non-detections as well. Um, so after several minutes of of doing this now, like all of us can be inside the invisibility sphere, um, protected from scrying, see invisibility. Uh, in case whatever it is is invisible. That way, if something shows up, we, we're we ready. Like, we have some advantage.
0: And that non-detection, is that, uh, is that the scrying thing? I've not heard of that specific spell.
2: Yeah, it protects against scrying.
0: Gotcha. That's what I thought. Cool.
2: That way, at least, because it, it, his line of thought is, if this thing can grant wishes, it can probably fuck us up if it's hostile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're going to get these spells set and Darlene is going to walk over to the well and she's going to toss a coin in. And when she tosses the coin in, there's kind of a shimmer in the air above the well. And you see this little orb appear. If you have Arcana or Spellcraft, either one, I will let you roll those.
0: Okay, uh, guidance to anyone doing those checks. I do have Spellcraft. I'll do it on myself. Oh, nice. Hold
3: 10. 19.
1: 20. Well, well, well.
2: It's all thanks to you, Burger.
1: Okay, so... <laughs> So this is this is a scrying orb. This is a a sensor of such that can be sent out. Um, it is rel- relatively small, but uh, this little orb appears, and it seems to almost scan Darlena, and it disappears.
0: Disappears uh, in the same spot. It just uh, vanishes.
1: Yeah. Same okay. place that it appeared, it vanishes.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah. Hey, uh,
2: Russell. Yeah? Do you think you could create an illusion of that girl you saw?
3: I think I can maybe put something together.
2: Maybe we can try one. Uno mas.
3: I can do it, but it's gonna put one hell of a hurting on me.
0: Rickard's hands? Yeah.
3: So I'm gonna do it, I'll do it right. I'll go with a major image. All right.
0: Okay, uh Brigger's going to prepare a uh uh prepare to cast one go second. Ahead. Yep. Because if this is a if this is a big thing, Brigger you need to let Brigger know so he knows to prepare something that can keep now, you from
3: it won't it won't drop me. Okay. But I'm gonna to look towards Darlene. And be like, uh, Miss Yes. Could, uh, could I be so bold as to read your mind for a moment?
1: To read my mind?
3: hmm What do you need to know? I need you to think about how that young lady I saw in that vision speaks and acts.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: That, that's doable. Okay. Then, yeah, I'm gonna go with the tech thoughts, just with
1: the intent of trying to pick up
3: a bit of a profile to work with.
1: Yeah, the the image of the girl is very much the same as you had seen before. Uh, she is very childlike, tends to speak very quietly, very short sentences. Just not a real... she's really shy, is the best way to put it. Fair enough.
2: I imagine by the time he's healed up, the uh, invisibility sphere is going to run out. Non-detection will last a couple more hours, but uh, he'll have to recast invisibility in a bit.
1: Okay.
2: I'll let Rick So, get all are y'all set. going to
1: make Darlena invisible this time too? Or
2: yeah, it's it's a it's a just a ten foot radius that she can step into it, or just hook the thing from inside.
1: Okay. Well, Actually, if somebody's going to throw it from inside, y'all might want to think about letting somebody in the party that has a better dex do it.
0: Did you say a better dex?
2: I mean, we're right next to the thing. Oh, are y'all right up on it? I I think so, aren't we?
0: I thought we were a pace or two away at at most, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, not not far.
1: You're going to create this image. (laughs) And she's going to... Toss the coin in again, and the little orb will pop out and scan again. It will vanish again, but this time, all of y'all are going to hear in your heads a voice. And it it just goes very simply. It, It goes, leave me alone. I'm here for the children.
0: Uh, can I sense motive that voice? To, if it's a good thing? Actually, no. I'll just uh, I'll speak out loud. Yes, we are here for the girls, or for the children as well.
3: Russell's gonna get up, walk over towards the well, pull out a platinum piece, and throw it down into the water. Mm-hmm. Listen up!
0: Hey, that's pricey. Rick jumps after it.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> so you you throw this piece down in the well? <laughs> and Ooh. you will hear it splash. And then it will float back up out of the water. Oh no. And fall over on the ground. And you hear this voice say, I don't want your money.
3: Alright, just trying to get your attention. Obviously, we're
1: both going to sit here and clever
3: around one another and not get shit done. Now, either you're actually trying to help these children... I'm here to kick your ass. One way or the other, I'm not leaving until we get something out of you. You pick. Is that information or is that blood?
1: I am here to help my granddaughter.
3: Kids are coming to you and they're disappearing a couple of days later. I'm aware. Okay. Your granddaughter got a part in that?
1: Got a part in them disappearing? Yeah. She wouldn't know how to make somebody disappear? That's not
3: answering the question.
1: Do you think she's taking them and dragging them off?
3: Well, you haven't told me she's not. She's not. Okay, then why is it everyone who comes out to you disappears?
1: They come, they make a wish, they leave.
3: They all wish to be sold off into the slave trade. That's awfully damn convenient. Um,
1: no. They they all wish for for love and marriages and things of that nature. Do you
3: know the definition to those words? I'm aware. Is that ain't what's happening.
1: I know what's happening to them. It's their own damn fault. I don't feel sorry for them. Do we all
2: hear this or is it just uh, this point?
3: I'm highly going to recommend you start making a, a policy of avoidance
1: moving forward. My policy is that my granddaughter will be protected at all costs. Many, many young girls have come here and thrown coins in the well. Only those that want to hurt her disappear you want girls to stop disappearing? Teach them to treat people with respect.
3: And how many people, how many of those girls' parents have you given this warning to?
1: Their parents do not come here.
3: Uh, so uh, you, make, uh, you make the loudest splash with the least amount of effort and pretend it's called Carrot. Because no one's learning their lesson because they don't know there's a lesson to be learned. All you're doing is perpetuating a cycle. So why don't you take a different tact? Explain to us exactly who your granddaughter is, what these girls are wishing and why that winds up with them getting sent off to slave traders.
1: What they wish for doesn't matter. It's a little of concern mine. I'm not in the business of granting their wishes.
3: Okay. So, so far, your answer is you're a dick.
1: I know when they come which ones have hurt her and which ones have not because she has shown me and if they are one of the ones who have hurt her then I simply tell them where to go to meet the love of their life and well it just so happens that they disappear I actually have no part in making that happen. Mm-hmm.
3: You and I are going to have words one day.
1: We're having words right now.
3: No, you're hiding down in a hole.
1: I'm not in that well.
3: Fair enough. You're hiding.
1: Well, if I show myself, you're going to try to start a fight and then I'm going to have to kill you. You haven't harmed her. I've got no desire to hurt you.
3: Well, that may very well be the case. But you're not helping and you're talking this is making you an enemy
2: Russell chill you uh, you're a genie, right
1: uh, it's a very common term but yes
2: right bastards okay, probably more is-
3: specific
2: all right so for the sake of being respectful shall we say what exactly are you?
1: I'm a D-Gin.
2: A djinn.
3: Bastard's easier to say.
2: Russell, not helping. Nope. Sure not. You have the power to grant wishes. You don't. Why?
1: I'm not here about wishes, number one. He's here about hurting number people. Number two, I really don't have that power. I don't grant wishes. Okay? Okay. There are genies who do that. I am not one of them.
2: Alright, so this girl, the the redhead that can't talk.
1: Her name is Iva.
2: Iva. That's your granddaughter? Yes. So she's a Suli?
1: She's a Suli, yes.
2: That's It's her that made these scorch marks on the ground? Yes. You said she showed you who hurt her. How?
1: Through her magic.
2: Did you warn... The girls, or did you just send them off?
1: The girls came and made a wish. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, they
2: came, they made a wish. You don't do that. So then what happened?
1: I don't make, I don't do wishes.
2: You don't do wishes. So then what happened?
1: I told them where to go to pick berries, to make a pie for the boy that they loved, or where to go find special flowers to make perfumes from where they love, or whatever. Whatever bullshit had to tell them. And they leave.
2: And then the psychic girl knows where to find them.
1: I don't know any psychic girl, so to speak, other than Iva.
2: I don't expect you to. I'm putting other stuff together. Here. Do us a favor. If more girls come here, instead of telling them to go off somewhere where they're going to get kidnapped. Send them to us. We'll sort them out.
1: You're going to marry all these girls? Fuck No. You don't grant wishes.
3: You lie to people. You just lie. Tell them whatever bullshit you feel like saying to send them our way. Because if you send them off to the slavers again, you and I will have words. I don't care if it's over my dead body.
1: You do understand that these girls, they're, they're horrible people.
2: They're kids. Mm-hmm. What else is new? You're either on the top of the food chain or you're on the bottom. Most of the people are on the top. The people who end up on the bottom end up with all the fucking pain. It happens, it's life.
1: So, what do I care if they get punished?
2: You don't. We do. And it doesn't hurt you any worse to send them our way so that we can sort them out. Call it disproportionate.
1: And you will stop them. You you can guarantee that if sent to you, they won't turn around and hurt her again.
2: If they do, they will have a lot worse to worry about. But nobody deserves to be stuck as a slave. Do we have a deal? Will you help her? Yes, we'll help her.
1: All right. But if she comes back and tells me that she's been hurt again, it's off.
3: You want to call that deal off? You go right ahead.
2: Uh, Rick's going to grab Russell by the arm and drag him away from the well. I know that what he did was really fucked up, and we've got other problems to deal with. He wasn't sending them to the slavers. He was sending them off to do bullshit. The slavers are using Zob's little sister to find them.
3: Because sending them off to do bullshit treats them a lesson? Or making sure they get taken away does?
2: Best I can tell, this Djin's thing's intentions were to go... Oh, make a perfume. Oh, make a pie. Whatever stupid shit, you know, that doesn't actually fucking work. So they look like fools, idiots.
3: Because that'll stop them. He's out to teach them a lesson. It's fine. He just needs to be taught how to teach. And he'll walk away.
2: I don't disagree but it's better not to make enemies with things we don't know how to fight. Hey, Dijin. Deal's on.
1: So then go take care of her.
2: You got any sage advice to hand in? Go pick berries, right? <laughs> Rick will get on his horse. <laughs> no, that he was already on that.
1: So y'all will head back Towards town. And it is almost 11 o'clock, so I'm going to quit torturing y'all.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dusters Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigor. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com.
3: Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm
2: at ActionForge. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Of course I know what the control control zone zone. is. I mean, Of course we know what the control zone is. You guys probably guys probably Like the zone? I I fucking
1: hate both of you. Shut
2: (laughs) the fuck up. (laughs) Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. We just got word that three days ago... Elma's wife, she tore the three kids' limb from limb. And doesn't remember doing it at all. Sounds like it's like the the Wild West out there. (laughs) (laughs) LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5e podcast. Our current adventure is set in the Wild West and features magic, orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and even hang out with us in our Discord server, LCP D&D. If you'd like to become a Patron, you can find us on Patreon.com forward slash EldritchDream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustrus and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends.
0: And this is Last Call, so finish your drinks, and we'll see y'all next time.